solo episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to um, What Did We Just Watch, which this week is um, What Did I Just Watch, because it is my turn to do a solo episode. Um, So this week, I am going to be talking about the recent SNL episode, which starred Dan Levy with musical guest Phoebe Bridgers. Um, I'm not usually an SNL viewer, um, not something that I usually spend every weekend watching, um, but these happen to be two people who I'm a big fan of, um, two very talented, attractive people who I love very much. Um, So Dan Levy, Obviously, he's just a really talented actor. Um, I think best known from creating and starring in Schitt's Creek, uh, which is, you know, one of my favorite comedy shows. And then Phoebe Bridgers, wonderful female indie rock artist. Um, She's great as well. So I was super excited to hear that both of them were, um, you know, hosting and being musical guests at the same time. So I thought this was definitely an episode that I should watch. Um, and it also coincided with the week where I was going to do this whole episode because Emma and Kiana are both busy this weekend. Um, so yeah, thought that, you know, I've taken some notes on some of my favorite parts, um, some things that I wanted to talk about. And so should be interesting. I definitely recommend though that, you know, if you like SNL or you like either of the, um, hosts for the week that you go ahead and watch the episode too. So I won't do like a full synopsis of every single sketch. I'm going to talk about a few um, more specifically that I really enjoyed, but definitely recommend watching because it was a pretty fun watch, um, for my Sunday morning. I, uh, went to bed before 1130 last night, so did not watch it live, but I did watch it once it hit Hulu this morning. Um, so yeah, we can get into it. Um, you know, overall, really enjoyed the episode. I think Dan brought kind of his classic Dan Levy charm, um, to the show and to the sketches that he was in. So it was very fun. Um, so I guess to start off like his monologue, um, you know, he came out, he had this like very shiny pinstripe suit on, um, which was great. And the kind of central piece of his monologue was he was talking about his week on SNL. Um, and he did a backstage tour, just mostly kind of talking about joking about like the safety protocol that, um, NBC has in place to keep everyone safe with obviously COVID going on. And so, um, you know, there were some jokes. There was like, A.D. Bryant was playing a safety officer with like a pool noodle. She was shoving in between people to keep them six feet apart and everything like that. Um, Dan was like walking through the backstage, like telling people about things. And we saw all these like people with big like hamster bubble things on, like keeping them separated and like funny things like that. Um, And then we actually got to see Eugene Levy, um, who was just, he actually only appeared in this monologue. He didn't appear in any of the sketches, which I thought was kind of funny, but, um, you know, Dan was walking down the hall and said, oh, hey, dad. Um, And we saw Eugene Levy in this like glass box that was like basically an isolation chamber for him because he had flown on a plane to get there. Um, and he was complaining because he was going to be able to watch the show except from this glass box, um, which was kind of funny. So that was sort of the the opening scene, um, obviously COVID focused, but also very like lighthearted and kind of, um, you know, he was talking about his time in the show as just speaking very positively about it. So um, that was great to hear. And then, yeah, generally, um, definitely a variety 
of sketches that were um, kind of a mix of like political commentary, social commentary, and just kind of lighthearted, funny stuff. And um, through that, I think Dan, as well as the other cast members, got to play a really great variety of characters. Um, so I wrote some of them down that I found the most funny. Um, there was a sketch where essentially it was about a personified family of coronaviruses. Um, so they were all wearing the coronavirus shaped or looking hats um, and Dan played like the sun and he was making jokes like oh yeah I was the one who infected like the tigers in the zoo like all of these things um, so that was one sketch he played a Universal Studios tour guide in training um, he played a wedding guest who passive passive aggressively objects to the wedding during the ceremony because he's friends with the bride and he doesn't like the groom um, he played a uh, bartender at a sports bar during the Super Bowl where the TV was broken. Um, so he and Cecily Strong, the other bartender, had to like perform a song to keep everyone entertained and they were performing like a football song. Um, so again, kind of another lighthearted and fun one. Um, there was one sketch that sort of poked fun at the, uh, I guess, trope of like the performative or self-centering like white ally in the Black Lives Matter movement. And so Dan Levy plays this like self-centered performative white activist um, who's like talking about all the things he does and like his slacktivism and um, definitely was some, I think smart social commentary which we can talk a little bit more about. Um, there was one sketch that I really enjoyed um, that was Dan and all of the other LGBT cast members uh, making sort of like an It Gets Better uh, video, which like if you're familiar with the It Gets Better project, it's like usually adult um, folks in the queer community making videos for younger people saying, you know, it gets better. I know it's hard right now, but like things will be better after, you know, high school, everything like that. Um, but the joke here was, the, or the twist was kind of like, well, it gets better in some ways. Um, so one of Dan's jokes was like, you know, I don't get bullied by kids anymore, but you know what feels kind of similar to getting shoved in a locker? Income tax. Um, so I thought that was kind of a funny um, you know, a, a funny sketch. Um, so yeah, that just shows kind of the variety of different characters that were played, the variety of different sketches that were shown. So definitely a fun like hour and a half show. Um, there were a couple of sketches that I really enjoyed that I wanted to do like a bit more of a synopsis of talk about a little bit more. Um, so one was um, one that I've seen a lot of people talking about. It was very, very relatable to me and I think very relatable to some of my friends as well. So we've been talking about it today. Um, so it started off, it was this kind of like it was one of the pre-recorded sketches. Um, it was clearly supposed to be like an advertisement. So it was showing like different individuals talking to the camera. It was definitely like sort of like sensual vibe there. Um, obviously at the beginning, you don't know what the advertisement is for. Um, and it sort of starts off like, hey, are you, you know, are you in your late thirties or your thirties? Are you getting tired of sex? Like, is it just not, you know, doing what it used to do for you? Like, you're not just feeling it right now. I think you need something new. Um, so it's sort of going along that path and you're sort of thinking like, what is this gonna be an advertisement for? And they say, you need Zillow. 
Um, and it sort of goes on to talk more about the trope of how, you know, people who, you know, millennials in their 20s and 30s um, who, you know, are renting, living in cities, can't afford a home, but are addicted to looking at Zillow and like imagining what homes they might buy with their non-existent funds. Um, so I don't know, there are a lot of different jokes there. There was one where um, Dan Levy and Bo and Yang were a couple in the sketch and um, they were looking at Zillow together and like, oh, the guest house has its own kitchen. But it was like, they were sort of positioning that as like dirty talk, but they were just talking about the guest house in this Zillow home. Um, so no, definitely very funny very relatable because I know myself and a lot of my friends spend a ton of time looking at Zillow for people in our mid-20s who don't have the funds to buy a home at this point. So I really laughed a lot at that one. Um, another one, the, the other sketch that I wanted to talk about that I thought was pretty funny, pretty relatable to our current times um, was one where these probably five, I think five, four or five, people were at a Super Bowl party. Um, and this is, you know, taking place in present day our COVID world. So at the beginning, they have face masks on. Um, but you know, they're immediately talking about like, hey, we've all been so good. Like we've been being so careful. Like we deserve this night together. Like let's take our masks off. So they take their masks off. Um, and, you know, they immediately start talking about like, oh, you know, I've done this, I've gone to this place, I've hung out with these people, but like, otherwise I've been so careful, um, you know, but generally talking about like all of the risky things they've been doing, talking about their pods that have like 15 people in them. Um, so it's really just the whole, you know, stereotype of people who think they're being really careful with COVID, but actually are not, um, and are actually taking a lot of risky moves, but at the same time, like talking about and kind of looking down on others who they think aren't being careful. Um, that's definitely something that I've seen from people in real life, um, you know, on social media and otherwise with COVID, just thinking that they're being really careful when they're not. So um, like, I just found that kind of funny. It's, you know, poking fun at that, like making light of it, but also um, pointing out that it's something we should all be thinking about. Um, but anyway, so they're, they're going through talking about all the things that they've been doing, but, you know, they're being so careful. Um, and then, you know, someone brings out a pot of chili, um, says something like, okay, well, you know, we got to be careful. We don't want to like share utensils because that might be dangerous. So they all put hand sanitizer on and then they start eating chili out of the same pot with their hands. <laughs> um, and then someone asks, hey, so-and-so, did you did you spice this chili? And he's like, yeah, it's my traditional famous recipe. Of course I did. And she says, I can't really taste it. Someone else says, it's weird. I can't really smell it. Um, and they say, do you think? And then, oh no, but we've been so careful. Um, so just kind of going on on that route. And then the camera sort of starts to pan out um, and we see Kate McKinnon dressed as Dr. Anthony Fauci. And it turns out that this whole thing is a PSA from Dr. Fauci of what not to do. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we get that perspective. And then um, someone dressed as Psy comes in and starts performing some sort of altered version of Gangnam style. So it kind of goes off the rails there a little bit. Um, 
thought it was a pretty funny sketch. So I definitely would recommend checking that one out and checking out the Zilla one if you don't want to watch the whole episode because those were two of my favorites. I think the ones I found funny just because I feel like they're like relatable. Um, so yeah, those are the ones I wanted to like go into more in-depth synopsis about. Um, I guess I would be remiss if I did not comment on the other part of the episode, the other wonderful part, which was Phoebe Bridgers, um, who, you know, I've also been a fan of. I really like her music, so I um, was excited to see that she was going to be on the show. Um, so, you know, if you're familiar with, like, <laughs> I guess the layout or how like, SNL usually is at all, um, the music guests would perform twice, so once kind of in the middle of the episode and once towards the end. Um, so she performed two songs. Um, the first was her song Kyoto, um, and both of these were from her recent album. Um, and so for this one, she and her band were both wearing kind of like the, I think what what they wear a lot of the time, which are these like skeleton costumes that honestly look really comfortable, um, sort of like soft like skeleton onesies. Um, and so she performed that song. I that's one that I like, and you know I think she did a really great job. And then her second song, she came out um, and she performed a song called I Know The End. Um, this one, again, we had the skeleton vibe. Her band was still wearing the skeleton onesies, but she was wearing more of like a black dress with um, sort of like silver jewelry that was made to look like the like ribs of a skeleton. So it was still the same vibe, but it was more dressed up and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, and so this song, I Know The End, was a cool one. I think it's like the last song in the album. Um, starts off kind of very like gentle and soft and sort of builds, dramatically builds throughout the song. Um, and at the end is like very much like a rock song, you know, um, like really energetic. Um, I really enjoyed the performance that there was a lot of energy, really cool. Like her band did a great job. She did a great job performing. Um, and then, something that people, I've seen people talking about on Twitter and stuff today too, is she, um, you know, as the song slowly starts to build and get more intense, um, she actually ends the song with a guitar smash. <laughs> um, so I thought that was very cool. Um, very like, you know, rock and roll vibes. Like that's a classic thing that other rock artists have done. And so, you know, she did that and it was um, kind of like a fun way to end. I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, definitely check out the album. Um, I think it got nominated for at least one Grammy, maybe multiple. Um, but yeah, would recommend. So yeah, I was really excited to see both Dan and Phoebe on the episode. Um, overall, really enjoyed it. Um, I think a couple of things I wanted to comment on. I like that um, this episode in particular, I'm not sure if like, some of the recent episodes have also been like this, but I haven't been watching it recently, but I really felt like they had kind of a healthy mix between like the, one of the usual focuses of SNL, which is like political sketches with also other sketches that were, you know, more based in social commentary. Um, so not just focusing on like politics or political figures, but focusing on other social commentary as well, which, obviously might blend in with politics, but it's kind of a little bit of a different vibe. Um, I thought there was a lot of funny commentary aimed at like certain social or political tropes. Um, so like the performative allyship sketch that I mentioned um, 
where like someone on a, a black history focused talk show was inviting on these like quote unquote white allies um, and kind of poking fun at, at that performative um, allyship trope. And then also just the sketch that I talked a little more about, about like people who are relatively privileged who could but are not taking the pandemic seriously. Um, so they definitely had like a lot of social commentary focus there, um, which, you know, is always good. It's something that SNL always does is kind of take on the, the current cultural moment and make fun of it and make funny sketches about it. Um, so I thought that was great. But then there was also kind of a, a level of more, you know, lighthearted sketches that just took a step away from those things. So like the one with the football song or like the Zillow ad. Um, so sort of that healthy mix um, with also some of the more lighthearted, like fun things that maybe take your mind off the like, current situation. Um, so I thought that was a good way to spend the hour and a half was with a mix of different things. Um, yeah, but I guess just to close out a little bit, you know, overall, I think I mentioned before, I am not a super committed SNL watcher. I don't watch it all the time, but I will watch it if, you know, like this week, it's just a, a host or a musical guest that I enjoy. Um, so yeah, in the past when I have watched episodes, I feel like they've been pretty hit or miss for me. Um, you know, sometimes I enjoy it. Sometimes I'm like, eh, you know, take it or leave it, not my favorite thing. Um, and with this episode, there were definitely still like a couple of jokes or a couple of segments that like didn't land the best for me personally. Um, you know, everyone's sense of humor is different, but um, I did really enjoy watching. Um, I really enjoyed watching the sketches that Dan Levy was in. I enjoyed watching Phoebe perform. And I also enjoyed um, the work of a lot of the other cast members that are more typically on the show that I've seen before. Um, thought everyone did a really great job this week. So yeah, I definitely recommend, you know, checking it out, seeing um, if you like some of the sketches that I talked about, but there were a lot of other ones that um, I think also folks would enjoy that were, that were funny or interesting. So yeah, I would definitely recommend. I think in terms of a rating, um, I'm gonna give it an eight out of 10 spectacular outfits, but to break that down a little bit more, I'm gonna give it four shiny pinstripe suits and four skeleton onesies to add up to a total of eight out of 10, if that makes sense. Um, <laughs> so yeah, definitely go check it out. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, come back next week. We will have one of our more usual episodes with Emma and Kiana on to get that banter back. Um, you know, I missed them this week, but I hope you enjoyed um, just talking to me. And yeah, this has been um, what did we just watch? And thank you. <laughs>